millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Kilowatt. My name is Bodie, and I am your host, and we're recording on a Monday. This is one of those rare occasions when I actually had the show completed, mostly on Thursday, but I finished it on Friday, but I didn't record on Friday because I was exhausted and I didn't feel well. And I was like, well, I'll just do this on Saturday. Felt fine on Saturday. Extraordinarily busy. Same thing with Sunday. And now here we are, Monday afternoon. I got a sick kid upstairs. I've got a filthy kitchen because I just got done prepping dinner, so it'll be easier tonight on the family. I got to go clean that up after this is all done. I have a I have a very um, luxurious, fan fascinating lifestyle. I uh, yeah, basically we cleaned the house and did the yard this week, did the dishes, took the kids to sports, and um, yeah, went to sleep at like eight o'clock every night because we were exhausted by the time we got to bed. We are party animals for sure. Things I like this week. Well, last week was CES, so I was prepared. I thought, man, we're going to have so many stories about new car technology, and we really didn't. So I'm going to say the thing that I like this week is a new listener who followed me on Twitter, and his name is Ryan, and welcome, Ryan, to the Kilowatt uh, show. Appreciate you listening to the show and following me on Twitter. All right, so I realized after thanking Ryan and then going right into the Patreon feed or the Patreon plug, sounds like I'm trying to get Ryan to sign up for Patreon. That's not the case. I'm trying to get anybody who wants to go to patreon.com forward slash kilowatt to support the show. All of your money goes to the show. I do not put one uh, hot little penny in my own pocket. And yeah, that's my goal. Don't ever want to make a living off the patrons. I just need to offset the cost of the show just a little bit, and then I'm happy. So, and that's what we're doing. So, go to patreon.com forward slash kilowatt or support kilowatt.com, and you can see what we're doing there. And there's lots of free stuff up there, too. You don't have to just, you don't have to pay to see what things we're posting. The Patreon exclusive content this week is basically an update on how we did in 2019, how Kilowatt did in 2019, and what we're looking to change and continue in 2020. If you're interested in that, uh, you know what you got to do. Let's see. First story, Zachary Shahan of Clean Technica. Sony showed off a concept car, the Vision S at CES, 
I don't think anyone thinks that Sony's going to get into the electric car market as a manufacturer, but what they're using this for is a way to sell their technology, the sensors that they have and the technology backing that up to other automakers. Now, if you have a cell phone and it's a decent cell phone, there's a really good chance that you have Sony sensors in your cell phone, whether that be the accelerometers or the camera or whatever. There's probably Sony technology in your phone right now. So Sony does sensors really good. But this is basically an advertisement to automakers. Steve Hanley of Clean Technica has our next story. Wallbox announced a neat home charger for EVs that work with Chatamo and CCS chargers. It's called the Quasar, or I think it's pronounced Quasar. It allows for bi-directional charging. So what does that mean? Not only will the Quasar charge your car, but in times of need when your house needs a little extra power, aka power outages mostly, then your car will power your house. Now this works with existing residential and solar battery solutions. It is a little expensive. It's $4,000. They're going to put some technology in there like Face ID and things like that. I'm not going to go through all the the features for this. $4,000 for a charger is pretty expensive, but if you live in a place where power is unreliable, like parts of Australia, especially now parts of Australia, uh, this makes total sense and might be worth every penny of that $4,000. So uh, I hit a button on my iPad and everything went away. Here we go. Fred Lambert of Electric has our next story. Rivian has announced the R1T, which is the pickup truck, and the R1S, the SUV, will have Amazon Echo, or L-A-L-E-X-A, integration. I don't want to say it because I don't want to set those off if you have them in your home. This makes sense for two reasons. First, Amazon is a huge investor in Rivian. And second, Amazon has a little device called, or we'll just say Echo Auto, they announced last year, which is a little device you plug into your cigarette lighter. I know it's not called a cigarette lighter anymore, but you plug it into your cigarette lighter and you get access to Echo skills. And uh, this seems like a perfect match. If Amazon's going to dump a bunch of money in your vehicle, the chances are they're going to want something back. And that's going to come in the way of electric vans, which Rivian's building for them now. Or it's going to come in the way of integrating some of your technology into their vehicle. So, actually, I'm kind of surprised that it took this long to get that information out. Because it's been about a year since we knew that Amazon was an investor. Maybe six, eight months, something like that. Jameson Dow of Electric has our next story. We talked about Fisker Ocean a few times. We now know the price. It's going to be $37,499, which is pretty decent depending on, it kind of depends on how the the final uh, specs of the car play out, but this is a pretty good price. And if you're in the U.S. and we still have the federal tax credit around by the time the ocean is released, that brings the total down to $30,000, which is really good. Fisker also has that really weird flexible lease option for $379 a month, so you pay a bunch of money up front, and then you can turn the car in when you don't need it or not using it. I'm excited to see what the Fisker Ocean actually ends up being when it's finally released. Our next story comes from Jonah Kreider of EV Obsessions. Okay, I'm going to give you a little warning. This is kind of going to be one of those TMZ celebrity-ish gossipy type uh, stories. So just so you know, we all know that Elon Musk and singer Grimes, we all know they're friendly. At one point in time, they actually dated. And that ended, as far as we know, sometime around 
when Elon was announcing that he was going to take Tesla private at 420. We all remember that. Uh, they've been seen together since, so we don't know if they're friends, if they're dating, if they have a you know a very modern open relationship, or we don't know if they just hang out. We don't know anything about it. Last week, Grimes posted on her Instagram what looked like a baby bump with a fetus photoshopped over the top of it. Now, this lady is, um, let's see, I don't want to say she's she's unique. She has a very artistic flavor about her. So this little fetus photoshopped on her belly has parts of the internet worked up in a lather that she's pregnant and that it's Elon's baby. Here's the thing, and this is the only thing I really want to say about this because it's none of my business as a general rule, but I just want to say, let's not make assumptions. We don't know that this is Elon's baby. We don't know that she's pregnant. We, it might be his baby. It might not be his baby. Who cares? Why are we making such a big deal of it? I don't know. Let's just not get ahead of ourselves. All right, back to our regular scheduled program here. Teslarati, Randall Soba, Suba. When Tesla announced the Model Y, we didn't really have a good look at the vehicle. They kind of kept it shadowed. They put Arctic next to the Model 3. We just kind of had a, it was very difficult to get an idea of how big this thing is. And we've seen pictures and videos since, and still, it's kind of hard to get an idea. How big is the Model Y? Well, now we saw a Model Y that's being tested out in public. It had a cover over it, but it was charging and it was parked right next to a Model X. And the Model Y is nearly as big as the Model X. I think this is fantastic news for folks who would like to purchase the Model Y. And, it, you know, it's fantastic news for Tesla stockholders because obviously the Model Y is going to bring a lot more money to Tesla. I don't know. I'm just really excited about this news. I'm hoping that within probably the next month or two, we're going to find out more information specific. We're going to see more from Tesla in an official capacity about the Model Y to get us kind of excited. I think they I think they held it back a little bit because the Model 3 was such a, I don't want to call it a failure, but it, there was a lot of problems with Model 3 manufacturing and expectations of the Model 3. They, sh they really pushed that car and put it out in the public way sooner than they should have. And that caused the company and Elon uh, just a ton of problems. Okay, so Clean Technica, Jonah Kreider, again, just with a different publication now. Twitter user Green the Only combed through some of Tesla's code and found some references to some new streaming services that may be coming to Tesla vehicles. And I'm just going to read a bunch of these out. I know some of them are already in the car, but I'm going to read them all out anyway. HBO Go and HBO Now, Twitch, which is a video game streaming service, Comedy Central, Mixer, which is also another video game streaming service, Crunchyroll, which is for anime, Hulu, Netflix, Tencent, which is a Chinese company. I'm sure they have some sort of streaming services, which is why that's on there. YouTube and IQIYI, which is a Chinese streaming service as well. Lots of cool stuff I like here in that. Everything, anything that makes the car better makes me excited. So like here in that. All right, Fred Lambert from Electric. Daimler and BMW have partnered on a ride-hailing app in Europe called Free Now. The app is focused on electric mobile options. So you got EVs, of course. You got e-scooters, electric bikes, and public transportation. Free Now will purchase 60 new Teslas 
for the German market. That's just an initial purchase. There's no word on how many Teslas Freeride will purchase all together or which models they're purchasing. Daimler and BMW, they're getting together, they're buying Teslas for their basically their car sharing app. When you think about it, BMW and Daimler, neither one of those companies actually has a um a decent offering for electronic vehicles. They do offer electronic EVs, but they don't have really great options for EVs. So it makes sense that they're going to purchase these from Tesla, especially if their goal is a mobile ride hailing app that involves, you know, electric vehicles of some sort. They need to have electric vehicles for people to drive. And honestly, in my opinion, Tesla is the only automaker that has mass market EVs. Now, I know that Chevy and Nissan sell a lot of electric vehicles, but when people think of electric car companies, they don't think of Chevy, they don't think of Nissan, they think of Tesla. It makes sense that Daimler and BMW picked Tesla as the the vehicles they were going to purchase. And I'm sure that there are other electric vehicles as well, not just Teslas that they're using. Randall Soba of Teslarati again Some endangered bats are hibernating near the forest area Tesla wants to build the Gigafactory 4. This may delay construction until March or April when the hibernating season ends and the mating season begins. These are the rules that Tesla needs to follow during this time. But I didn't bring this up for the reason of the environmental question or any of that other stuff because that's important. Even the delay is important. I have an irrational fear of bats and being in a place where bats are well rested and mating sounds terrifying to me. That is, this is where the story comes to like it's, it's focal point for me. There is an area in a German forest where all of the bad fairy tales happened, where there are bats, they're rested and they are mating. Something bad's going to happen. No two ways about it. Something bad's going to happen. This is the start of a horror movie. So anybody that's working on Gigafactory 4, be prepared because you might die. Fred Lambert of Teslarati, uh, excuse me, of Electric, Tesla submitted a patent for a new type of glass that would reduce noise and improve temperature control inside their vehicles. The glass technology is called Automotive Perforated Insulated Glass Structure in the patent filing. It stands the reason that if you insulate the glass better to reduce the noise, the flip side of that is the car is going to be better insulated and it's going to be easier to keep the car at a consistent temperature because it's better insulated. Just that seems like it goes like peanut butter and jelly to me. Okay, let's see. Randall Soba, man, I got to figure out how to pronounce this dude's name, of Tesserati. And yet another example of Tesla customers requesting features from Elon on Twitter Tesla is going to enable the cabin-facing camera in the Model 3 if a break-in is detected. So that way, somebody reaches in, you'll be able to see their face, or at least get a better look at their face if you haven't seen it from the outside cameras. This camera is just above the rearview mirror. I'm not sure how many of you have seen it, but it's there. It exists. This is a brilliant idea, and now that we know about it, in hindsight, it's kind of like, why didn't we put this in there before? And the answer is because nobody thought about it. Thank you, random person who brought this up to Elon on Twitter. Tesla officially opened the Gigafactory 3. Elon danced on stage and made a statement about the Model Y. Model Y will also have some advanced manufacturing technology 
that we will reveal in the future. I think it'll be exciting to show the kind of manufacturing technology associated with the Model Y, and it will be exciting to learn about these technologies. Elon also mentioned that Tesla will design an EV in China that will be available for the global market. Elon also said that he wants to do something radical, something no one will expect, like the Cybertruck. So it sounds like China, much like Germany, is going to get its own design center. And if it doesn't already have one, its own engineering team as well. Okay, next we have a few news stories that broke today. So I'm just going to briefly cover those. This comes from Joey Klinder at Teslarati. According to a leaked email from Tesla, the Tesla Semi will begin limited production in the second half of 2020. This email was sent out to early reservation holders. So maybe it holds weight, maybe it doesn't, I don't know. The next one's from Fred Lambert at Electric. Elon was asked on Twitter when full-featured, full-self-driving would would arrive. Excuse me. Elon said, soon. When does that mean? We don't know. We have another story from Fred Lambert, and this one is also about Tesla, of course. Who else would it be about? Tesla cars will soon be able to talk to people outside and inside the car. I think this is uh, really cool and inevitable. If you think about Tesla's ride-sharing efforts that they're trying to put into place, you can actually, the car can pull up and it can say, Timmy, and Timmy can get in the car. Or, you're not Timmy, get out of my car. I'm sure there are way more use cases than that pitiful example I just gave you. Elon and Tesla engineers would like a Kit-like experience. If you don't know who Kit is, go to YouTube and look up Knight Rider, and you will see Kit. Clean Technica Steve Hanley has this next story. Mazda will reduce the performance of their EVs so it drives more like an ICE car. So instead of Mazda making an amazing experience amazing ev experience they're going to dumb it down so that their ice cars don't feel bad about themselves um that's ridiculous next up inside evs mark kane okay i've started over several times for this particular story because i keep messing it up so i'm going to do my best to explain it i don't know why i can't seem to explain this Fiat, Chrysler, and Tesla, they have a deal to buy carbon offsets. Fiat, Chrysler is buying carbon offsets from Tesla. The proceeds that's coming from these sales is enough to fund the construction of Gigafactory 4. So this is according to Robert W. Baird and company. Maybe this is true. We don't know. This is just an estimation. These people are just making guesses. And I believe Elon has said this in the past, that they don't get one lump sum when they sell their offsets, their carbon offsets. So, yeah, over time, it'll probably pay for Gigafactory 4. But you can look at it also as over time, it'll probably pay for the research project for their next vehicle. Um, It's kind of like they're saying one thing, it's going to fund Gigafactory 4, But in reality, they'll probably just get loans for Gigafactory 4 and the money that they would get from Fiat Chrysler at some point in time would be, you know, equal to the money they spent on Gigafactory 4, which is really what I think they're trying to say here. Like Tesla is not getting their money from Fiat Chrysler to build or directly build Gigafactory 4, just so you know. All right, our main story today... For everybody who's not a Patreon supporter, Biden. 
The bite and in-bite is set to arrive soon in the United States 2021, in China late 2020, and in Europe 2021 as well. Here's some new details on the in-bite we got from CES. So uh, Byton is going to partner with Viacom, CBS, and Access for the in-car theater experience. I can't honestly think of one CBS show or Viacom show off the top of my head. So I'm not saying that this is a bad partnership. I'm just saying I, I don't know what the heck. Um, I can't think of one. I just can't think of any of them. M- maybe some of those like Party Down South MTV shows would be a Viacom show, which some of the guys I work with watch. But that's about it. And I wouldn't want to watch that in my car. I don't want to watch it at the station. I don't know why anybody would. Anyway, Access, if you're not aware, and I wasn't, is a white-label service for cars that deliver entertainment services. AccuWeather will give owners real-time weather updates. Akudo, I I think that's how you pronounce it, will provide the in-car voice assistant, and it sounds like they're uh, a really solid company. CloudCar will provide the cloud-based infrastructure. Road.Travel will allow for online trip booking and will make suggestions to, for like for places to eat and things to see based on location. So I'm guessing this is mostly for road trips, but I guess you could also technically, you know, make plane reservations as well. Xperia will provide HD radio for the Mbyte. And finally, in this section anyway, Byton released the interface design and app development guidelines. So there should be an app store of some type, which is exciting. We know Tesla's working on that. One of the things that I found interesting, and it makes sense because Byton's still a very young company, is instead of rolling their own uh, back end, like the cloud car and the voice assistant and that kind of thing, they're relying on a lot of third-party companies to provide the back end, all the special sauce that makes this car special. Tesla rolled their own. And they grew it organically, whereas Byton needs to catch up. So they do need to use third parties. And I would assume at some point, Byton is going to go ahead and have their, you know, their own infrastructure like, you know, Tesla does. Tesla does a full stack. I'm sure at some point, Byton will, you know, be more involved in what it's offering. But to get the car out there, they're going to have to rely on third party software and tesla still relies on some third-party stuff as well like it's not 100 percent tesla either let's see how the initial retail locations will be in let's see southern california they'll get two locations northern california will get two locations portland oregon seattle washington texas florida and new york no phoenix in there apparently And I was wrong. We have one more story for the main feed. Sorry about that. This comes from Wired, Daniel Oberhaus. I got this story uh, right before recording the show. So um, I'm going to try and give you as much information as possible, but I really haven't like delved into it. Normally, if I get a a story like this, I try and get a couple of sources so I can get a, a better understanding of what's going on. This only comes from one source, and I'm giving you some basic information, but it is still pretty cool. Researchers from Johns Hopkins Applied Physics Laboratory have been working on developing a safer lithium-ion battery. 
So actually what's going on is these researchers from Johns Hopkins, they're expanding the efforts uh, from researchers at the University of Maryland. So the University of Maryland's lithium-ion battery that they developed could be cut, shot, bent, soaked with water, and there was no power interruption. What Johns Hopkins did is they took that a little bit further and they made it fireproof and they boosted voltage levels to put the battery on par with commercial products. So this is fantastic. I am definitely not qualified to explain what all of that means, uh, if I'm being honest. Uh, I'm going to butcher this name, but Constanos Gerasopoulos. Constanos Gerasopoulos. Anyway, that gentleman is a senior scientist at Johns Hopkins I would like to get a hold of him. If you know him and you can put us together, reach out to me. I'd really like to get a hold of him and and discuss this further. I'm going to put out an email and see if I can't get him on the show. But yeah, I looked. He's not on Twitter. So I got to figure out. I know he's on LinkedIn. I stalked him a little bit. That's it. That's the whole show. Thanks, everybody, for listening. If you want to email me, it's Bodie, B-O-D-I-E, at 918digital.com. And then you can also hit me up on Twitter, which is at 918digital. That's my Twitter handle. And we have a phone number, but I can't uh, remember it off the top of my head. So I'll put it in the show notes, and you can call and leave a message. And if you want a voice message, and I'll put that voice message on the show, if you would like to do such a thing. All right, everybody, have a wonderful week, and I will talk to you on Friday.